Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. The most contagious disease in the year 2020 is not the coronavirus. It is fear. The whole world doesn't have the coronavirus, but it seems that the whole world has been brought to its knees in fear. We've been looking at this at Psalm 46, and the psalmist explicitly tells us that we have nothing to fear. Why does the Christian have nothing to fear? Uh, if you're listening, how do you answer that question, Christian? Well, maybe you say, well, I don't fear because I'm not in the at-risk age group, or I don't fear because my money is not in the stock market, or I don't fear because the world has seen these sort of things before and we've always recovered. Or I don't fear because I have enough toilet paper and other supplies to make it for several months. Um, But are those the reasons that God calls us not to fear? No. And in fact, all those reasons could easily evaporate. What if the virus mutated and every age group became at risk? What if the stock market collapsed so that all currency became worthless? What if this virus turned into a plague that wiped out half the planet? What if all your supplies were soon consumed and you had no means to secure any more? You see, if we place our confidence in things that are temporal, then we will find ourselves fearful. So brothers, why does the psalmist here tell us not to fear? Well, we're not to fear because God is our refuge and strength. Um, And two very important words there. Um, First of all, refuge. uh, It implies a hiding place. It implies protection. The place where we where we flee, uh, you know. Um, in a, a previous show, uh, Russ Russ mentioned, you know, what do kids do? What what does a young child do when they're afraid? They run to mom and dad, uh, or some other trusted adult. Um, and for for all of us, um, and then there's an old saying: we're all just kids with long legs, right? Uh, we get afraid. Well, some some of us. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> we adults get afraid too. We don't we don't like to admit it as much. But the psalm is saying, "Run to God. Uh, God is our refuge, and He's our strength. Uh, God is God is omnipotent, all powerful." He's the God who spoke the universe into being. And every, everything that happens is under his sovereign control. And there is no greater strength. So we don't need to worry about, about weakness because our God is present with us. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Even in, even in that, and especially in that moment of trouble, God is present. We're not alone. The the idea of the the song, why don't we need to fear? Um, 
maybe if you just back up and say, well, well, why do we fear? Well, at the end of the day, we fear because at the very base level, we don't, we don't trust God. Um, we don't truly believe that he is a refuge and strength. We don't believe that he's a, a very present help in, in trouble. So what we do is we look at the circumstances that we're in, we look at our, our surroundings, and we compare them to God. And in those moments, really what we're saying is, though we know better, we, we theologically know better, but in those moments we see the crisis or the situation that we're in as bigger than God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's really where fear and anxiety come in. Um, yeah. I, I don't mean this to, to sound harsh, but it's at that moment that we, we're actually living in a spirit of unbelief and we're not living by faith. Yeah, and we have a very human tendency to focus on what we're afraid of. And, and we'll, we'll just kind of fixate on it and gaze on it. Uh, w- Christian, watch where you're gazing. Keep your gaze on God and your glance on the circumstances. Mm. And not just during time of coronavirus, but, but at all times. Yeah. Whatever circumstance you're in. Uh, and life will bring, let's, let's put coronavirus aside for a minute, life will always bring mm-hmm the unexpected, uh, the things that rock our world, the things that feel like, as the psalmist says, the mountains are falling into the heart of of the sea. It can feel that way. Don't keep your gaze on that circumstance, whatever it is. Keep your gaze on God. Yeah, Isaiah 40 really is a a psalm talking about who are you going to compare me to? What are you going to compare me to? And I, I often use this illustration. Um, I'm sitting across the table from from Phil and, and Josh. Um, if I asked them or you, the audience, is my thumb bigger than they are? Well, you, naturally you would say, well, they're bigger than my thumb. But if I shut one eye and hold my thumb close enough to my eye, I can't see Phil beyond my thumb. Mm-hmm. My thumb's not bigger than him. But it, it's so close to my eye that I can't see anything beyond it. Yeah. And I, I really f- get the, the sense that that's what we do in these times of, of crisis or trials or, or trouble. We hold them so close to our eye yeah. that we can't see beyond it. We can't see beyond it to the God of Isaiah 40 or the God of, of, of Psalm 46. Um, and we lose sight of God, not because he's not present. We lose sight of him because... Everything else is too close. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, we're letting other things dominate our our view our and our view. sight. Um, let's unpack that word um, refuge just a little bit. Um, I, I don't want to assume that everybody understands when it says that God is our refuge. That we're all speaking the, kind of the same language in Scripture. You know, refuge is used as, at least three three different ways. Uh, the word refuge is, is, first of all, used as a shelter, anything that protects you from the rain or the storm or the wind or the blazing sun. If you guys remember from the book of Jonah, at the end of the book of Jonah, when God caused the plant to shrivel up and die and he was exposed to the scorching east wind and the sun, he was so miserable that he wanted to die. Why? Because his refuge, his shelter, had had uh, was protecting him from the elements, and now he was exposed. The second way that 
the the word uh, refuge is used in scripture is that it was a city uh, that the manslayer, uh, someone who killed somebody accidentally, could flee to, so that they could not, uh, so they could avoid being killed by the avenger. And you could see this in Numbers thirty five. So in both cases, the the refuge being the shelter and the refuge being the city, essentially it was uh, the idea of protection. Um, but then the third use of the word refuge is what the psalmist is getting at here. God is our refuge. In this sense, a refuge is anything that you put your hope into for deliverance and rescue. So a refuge is your rest, your peace, your safety. Um, in other words, a refuge is your functional savior. And I think that's so key. Hmm. Uh, in times of trial, what's going to happen is the trial is going to test your functional savior. Uh, people who put their hope in the stock market right now, what's happening to their savior? It's gone. The people who have put their hope in their health right now, what's happening? What happens when you get sick? It's gone. And and it does. It, it seems that and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make a little joke about something, but it's in in a way it's indicative of where people are putting their hope. Apparently, there's a whole lot of people right now putting their hope in toilet paper. Yes, because you can't find it. Now now talk about. <clears throat> Well, talk about putting your hope. Oh, I can think of a thousand <laughs> memes right yes, now. <laughs> yes. Talk about misplacing your I, hope. I, I'm just very nervous <laughs> of, I, about where Phil is going. I, I don't know. <laughs> I want to have intervention. And I, just, I, I don't know it's how. Like a, it's like a train wreck. It's about to happen. You're like, you oh, I better it close coming. my eyes. You can see it coming and there's no stopping it. Yeah. It's... Um, it's interesting that the, the psalmist doesn't say that God is a refuge and strength and will keep you from all trouble. Right. Yes. And I think sometimes we read the psalm that way. Um, so sometimes God does protect us. Sometimes God does prevent us from the, 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 the troubles and the, the difficulties of life. And, and sometimes... God is having us come right into the heart of him. Um, it doesn't mean that he's any less of a refuge and strength if we end up in trouble. Um, what it means is that he's going to be there um, with us in that trouble. Um, I come from a church where we have the Heidelberg Catechism, and, and really this is talking about God's care of us, which we normally call God's providence. Um, and so the question is, how does the knowledge of God's providence help us? We don't just believe in, in theology for theology's sake. It, it's supposed to be practical. It yeah. matters. And it says we can be patient in adversity, thankful in prosperity, and for the future we can have good confidence in our faithful God and Father that no creature will separate us from his love, for all creatures are so completely in his hand that without his will, they can neither move nor be moved. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so I I understand the fear of, of the coronavirus. I, I, I get it. But if I, I have COVID-19, I know that my God is going to be with me, with me in the midst of it. Mm -hmm. That that is no more outside of his control and care than anything else that happens in this world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now that's not that doesn't make me reckless. That doesn't make me 
irresponsible. I'm not going to go around and start licking handles uh, on doors. I mean, that's just stupid. Yeah. But well, it does mean I'm safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what what happens, how it plays out, I'm safe. Why? Because my God is a refuge and strength and is is there, is a present help in 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 that trouble. Mm-hmm. And and ultimately, you know, the psalmist, you know, he he is ultimately pointing to the Messiah, mm-hmm. who is the true and better refuge. It's ultimately Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Why can we be confident as Christians um, in light of the current cultural moment? Well, because the Christian has already died. This is one of the great truths about the New Testament, especially in Paul's writing, that he says that we were baptized into Christ's death. When Christ died, we died. And when he was raised, we mm-hmm. were raised. We have nothing to fear because because the worst has already happened to us in Christ. Yes. I actually think my Presbyterian friend is getting close to being a three forms guy because that's the question and answer one of the Heidelberg. What's your only comfort in life and in death? That I belong. That I belong body and soul and life and death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. I think Psalm 46 is just another way of saying the first question and answer of of the Heidelberg. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That he's already paid for all my sins. Um, and that's is, the, that's the worst danger. I think that, that yeah. we as Christians, especially in a prosperous country, affluent country, we forget the greatest danger is not a virus. The greatest danger is the wrath of God over our sin. This is where Jesus, Sinclair, oh. well, Jesus says that explicitly in Matthew chapter ten. Uh, he said, "Don't don't fear those who can only harm your body. Mm-hmm. Fear the one who can cast both body and soul into hell." And then he goes on to talk about the love and care of God that he knows even when a sparrow falls and are you you're you're much more valuable to him than they are uh so trust in him mm-hmm. that that's really the gospel logic of Romans 8 mm-hmm. that if god was not willing to spare his own son how will he not also give you all things um if he was willing to give his son he's also willing to protect care provide and do everything else for you amen, amen. Well, you've been listening to Gospel for Life. We hope to see you next time. Trust in the Lord. He is your refuge and your strength. 